Growth Igniters Radio, Episode 19, Establishing Work-Life Balance, Advice from a Professional Juggler. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And looking right at me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. And enjoying the view, Pam. Thanks, and I'm (laughs) glad to be here. And if this is your first time listening out there, the purpose of Growth Igniter's radio is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for leaders to take themselves and their companies to the next level of success. So Pam, what topic are we juggling today? Work-life balance. Now, this is tricky for all of us who lead rapidly growing companies. And for those of us with employees, customers, partners, outsource providers, or suppliers that are based in other parts of the world, it can be even more of a juggling act. That's true. A balancing act. Deciding when to start or stop for the day. Whether to respond when someone calls your mobile number with an urgent and important issue. Or resisting the urge to check email one last time (laughs) can be a real challenge. It can be indeed. And now that we're connected all over the place and even planes have Wi-Fi, there's an increased scarcity of personal time, especially you know, on the plane you used to be able to say, well, I'm out of contact. But now we're almost always connected if we choose to be so. That's true. So we decided to get metaphorical with this issue. Our guest today is speaker and educator Jen Slaw, who uses the principles of juggling to illustrate points about establishing work-life balance. Jen designs custom keynotes and interactive training sessions for clients, including Fortune 500 companies, associations, and nonprofit organizations, including TEDx. Now, I saw her perform and speak with us at an association meeting I attended. She's amazing. Yeah. My editorial. She's appeared on a variety of network TV programs, including Late Night with David Letterman. She holds three world records in juggling and has been referred to by the New York Times as an expert juggler for her work co-producing and performing in the off-Broadway show Perfect Catch. Jen also serves as the executive director of the nonprofit Juggling Life Incorporated, an organization with a mission to engage, inspire, and emotionally heal ill and disadvantaged youth through unique juggling and circus arts programs Jen, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So before we get started on advice about work-life balance, let's talk briefly about your own story. Now, you refer to yourself as a recovering structural engineer. That (laughs) that makes me laugh. What (laughs) What prompted you to make such a big transition in your career? Well, it's a little bit of a long story. I majored in engineering and art in college, and that's kind of one of the things I often talk about in terms of balance is people kind of look at me a little funny when I tell them that I double majored in art and engineering, two seemingly very different majors. Um, But it's something that I felt kept me balanced when I was in school. I always had these two sort of separate interests, the arts and the more math and science. Uh, Growing up in elementary and high school, I was always very interested in math and science and, and decided to go into engineering. I loved the structure of it. 
But as I, as I graduated into the real world and started working as a structural engineer, I started to feel that I was limited, that I wasn't really getting to exercise my creativity. Um, sitting in a cubicle every day, I started mm-hmm. to feel, you know, I missed the connection to other people. And all along, I had been juggling, really juggling. I learned how to juggle um, back in middle school in sixth grade. One of our teachers taught our class how to juggle as a lesson in focus and concentration. Yeah, everybody in sixth grade had to, in the sixth grade class had to learn how to juggle. And some of us, huh. you know, some people just learned the basic pattern. Mm-hmm. Some of us, like me, uh, took a real interest and continued learning and practicing and really started to master all sorts of different patterns and tricks. And it, it was a hobby for a while. Um, although this teacher of mine, uh, Jackie Erickson, put together a troop of students and started taking us out to perform. So we would go out on weekends and perform at festivals and fairs and, you know, actually making a little bit of money on the side, performing mm-hmm. juggling. So so right away from early on, I had this taste of, you know, performing and interacting with people and that sense of um, fulfillment, you know, seeing the reaction of an audience member and how gratifying that could be. So as I said, it was a hobby for a while, but then, you know, all, I kept doing it all through high school and college. And as I was getting, you know, less and less satisfied with the work I was doing as a structural engineer, I think, um, you know, I think I liked the idea of it more than the actual practice of it and the daily plugging numbers into equations. I started to think that maybe there was something else I was meant to do. And I started to explore performing more and gradually transitioned and left my engineering job to pursue a full-time career as an entertainer and performer of juggling. Wow, wow. that takes a lot of courage and focus. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you recognize that you had an issue and you took action. But mm-hmm. sometimes... For some of us, it's hard to realize when our lives are out of balance. What are some of the signs that tell people that they need to improve the balance in their life and maybe uh, rebalance their work or even change what they're doing? Sure. I think, I mean, I think stress is such a big one. I think a lot of, Mm -hmm. all of us are under a lot of stress. And, you know, as you know, the more stress we're under, this can start to really have a detrimental effect on our health. Um, on our attention span, on our ability to focus, as you said, and concentrate. So looking for those little signs of, you know, are we are we having trouble focusing? Are we not feeling fulfilled and satisfied in the work that we're doing? And watching for those little signs and just being aware of them and, you know, starting to pay attention that maybe we need to make a change. So if we could do that, sure. what could we and the people in our organizations get if we were all better at establishing work-life balance? Sure. Well, as you know, you know, when we're balanced, we feel more more creative, we can collaborate more effectively. It's so important, you know, as you said, in this world of connection, that we're communicating effectively with the people around us, the people that we work with, as well as our families. And when we do feel more balanced, we're more centered and we're more we're better able to communicate with the people we work with and live with. We're also um, you know, able to be open to new, innovative and creative ideas, which is, again, so important. And we'll go into, I'll, I'll give a, offer some tips for your listeners, but so important to look at ways of connecting the different pieces of our lives. And this takes creative thinking and you know, divergent thinking, looking at different ways to connect those different pieces of our lives, work, life, family, health. And when we feel more balanced and less stressed, we're able to do that more creatively. So, Jen, when you started, you, you were juggling and you decided that you wanted to do this more, how did you connect the dots between juggling, real juggling, mm-hmm. throwing things up in the air and catching them, and juggling the metaphorical kind of, of managing all the different diverse pieces of our lives? How did you bring that together? 
Um, as, as I said, I was working as a structural engineer. I had this passion for performing. So I gradually left my engineering job. I actually, you know, it's not, as you said, it's not an easy thing to do. So I actually went part time for about a year and had a transition period where I was working 20 hours at the engineering office and also teaching with the Big Apple Circus, you know, in the afternoon and pursuing more performing uh, events. So And after about a year of doing that, I completely left my engineering job and and was spending 100% of my time performing and teaching juggling. And did this for several years. And along the way, um, I got involved with this charity called Juggling Life, which you had mentioned at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Juggling Life's mission is to engage and inspire youth. So I got involved with the charity and was invited to speak at a TEDx conference in Princeton to talk about the work the charity is doing. And to talk about how we use this simple tool, this simple thing of learning to juggle to help open up possibility for some of these children. And the fact that they can learn this thing that they thought was impossible just opens up a whole new world of what might be possible in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I found this very rewarding, um, very inspiring working with these kids. And I was invited to speak about it. And when I did that, I started to, you know, started to make those connections. Wow, you know, there's really more here than just, you know, going on stage and performing and, and bringing a smile to people. Of course, that's important. But there are life lessons here that I can help to, you know, contribute. And so I started to put together some programs. So I found a group of entertainers who, you know, were also doing similar things and were working to take their skills as entertainers and translate those into messages that could be appropriate for business and for life and started to craft those programs and build my business that way. So before we take a quick break, Mm -hmm. what it sounds like is that what you discovered is you have to be able to look at work-life balance as not just something that's a nice to do, but Mm -hmm. really it's a must do in order to operate at your peak performance. And really for you, it was to live a truly meaningful life. Definitely. So that's that's a good place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Jen Slaw, a professional juggler and owner of Jen Slaw Speaks and executive director of the nonprofit Juggling Life Incorporated about her ball formula for creating life balance. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. If you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 19, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. We're talking with professional juggler and speaker Jen Slaw, executive director of Juggling Life Incorporated, owner of Jen Slaw Speaks, about how to establish and maintain work-life balance. Jen, how can people find you? Well, they can find me online at www.jenslawspeaks.com. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that formula that you've discovered for balancing work and life. I believe you called it the ball formula? Yes. Well, you know, as I as I mentioned, I look at balance as you know, not just a 50-50 split of, you know, work and life and these nice, even little packages. It's That's just unrealistic and impractical. So mm-hmm. I look at balance 
as we, as we talked about, as a juggling act. You know, it's dynamic and it's fluid and it's about finding the right pattern of connection in our lives. And, you know, as you know, things are always moving and shifting. So it's important sure. to maintain flexibility and be able to adjust as we as we go along. So, yes, I look I come at it from the perspective of a juggler. So I look at the ball, which is the basic building block of juggling one single ball. And I've broken it out into four tips that I think uh, might help your listeners. So we can start with the B, and that's to break it down. So when we have a lot to do, when we feel overwhelmed, it sounds simple, but it can be a very powerful thing to just start breaking down the tasks we have to do. And, you know, learning to focus on one thing at a time, even though there's a Mm -hmm. lot going on. Now, that's tricky, because mm -hmm. let's let's think about this. I've got six things right now Mm -hmm. that I have to focus on all at once, and they're all urgent and they're all important. How do we mm-hmm. do that focus on one thing at a time? So, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it becomes important to really look at prioritizing. We do have a lot of very important things. We have a lot, you know, you may have five balls that you have to keep going in the air at once. And even when you're juggling, there's that split second when one ball is in the air at a time. So it's important to be able to focus on one thing at a time. I like to try to prioritize and and you know really look at okay what are the most important most uh, most important not necessarily urgent because a lot of these urgent things are not necessarily important <laughs> you know all the, all the email and all the social media notifications so looking at how to prioritize our day which activities which pieces are most important what percentage of our time do we need to spend on those and how can we adjust our schedule accordingly to match those priorities That makes a lot of sense. Is it also true when you're juggling that you can only focus on one ball at a time? Well, when you're juggling, yes, especially when you're juggling three balls, right? When I'm juggling three balls, and here, I know you guys can't see me, but you can probably hear this. I have some Uh juggling balls that have a little rhythm to them. And I'm juggling, and there's really only one ball in the air at a time. So you're always looking up, right? So it's about focus. It's you're always looking up at that particular ball that's in the air. And you're maintaining that flexibility to make adjustments. So all of the balls are connected, though. So it's really important to look at the connections between the different pieces. So if we're juggling work, family, our health, you know, I like to look at how can we creatively connect those and strengthen the connections between the different pieces to maintain a more cohesive pattern. So things like, you know, can you can you work out with a child or a spouse? So you're you're now connecting your family and your health. Can mm-hmm. you, you know, can you um, go to lunch with a colleague? So you're 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 eating a healthy lunch and you're having you're having a meeting with a business partner. Mm-hmm. Looking at different ways, just creative ways that we can connect the pieces of our lives to again, feel that we're focusing on our purpose and feel that we have a more cohesive pattern. Okay, so you're breaking things down in, into their component pieces and focusing mm-hmm. What's the second element of the formula? So the second tip, A, ask for help. So this one's a really important one. You know, seek support from those around you, whether it's family, friends, coworkers. How can you delegate? You know, we all have so much to do. So how can we delegate some of that to other people? And also, can we find a mentor or an advisor to help us prioritize? You know, someone who has has been through a similar situation who has been in a similar working environment and can help us identify which tasks really are the most important, um, which are just urgent and, you know, maybe could be set aside for later. So, you know, again, finding someone to help advise you, you know, really building that network of support and collaboration. Mm -hmm. Getting that perspective. That's Mm -hmm. so true. You know, we make so many assumptions about who will and who won't help us. Mm -hmm. So your point about asking is on spot. 
You know, it's it's something I think as as a lot of us overachievers who are so busy in business and life, mm-hmm. you know, we want to do everything. And even for myself, I know I I have that art background. So I like, you know, editing my own videos. I like, you know, doing my own graphic design. But it gets to a point where, you know, you can't do everything. So, you know, I've learned had to learn how to delegate. To, my web designer now designs my website. Sure. My graphic designer, you know, designs my promo materials. And then, you know, I can spend more time on important things like networking or going to events and, and meeting, you know, potential clients things like that. So it's difficult to do. It's a constant struggle and battle, but it's really important. We hear you. We're there. (laughs) (laughs) She's staring right at me. (laughs) So 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 on to the next one. Yes. Yes. Learn from the drops. Okay, this is this is a good one um, for in juggling. You know, jugglers know that we can't learn to juggle. We can't learn a new trick without dropping the ball. It's a sign of progress, and that you know that we're making progress. And if we can learn something from the drop, what went wrong, we can make an adjustment for the next attempt. So really important in life to you know one to not be afraid to take that risk. Maybe the risk is asking someone for help, you know, to take that mm-hmm. risk. And if it doesn't go right the first try, it's, you know, really looking at it, analyzing the situation. You know, was this not the right person? Did I, was I not clear in how I delegated? And determining how to make adjustments for, for the next attempt. So we always have to be learning. Exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a constant process. And again, like I said, a constant flexibility. You know, I, I do a, an activity in some of my workshops because I believe learning um, is really escalated when we can experience something physically. So we balance peacock feathers. And uh-huh. it's really interesting to watch people balance the fe- peacock feathers and really internalize that you can't balance this object on your hand unless you are constantly moving your hand, making little adjustments while maintaining focus with your eyes on the top of the feather. So mm-hmm. you're super focused, laser focused on the top but you're constantly making those little adjustments to keep the balance that's that's a good point and you can't be afraid of failure as you say and and realizing that sometimes mistakes can lead us to creative solutions that we never would have considered in the first place absolutely absolutely and the second l the second l let it go so this has a few different meanings. You know, sometimes we just need to get something done. We need to let go of perfectionism. Sometimes done is better than perfect, and we need mm-hmm. to move on to the next task. It's also, again, goes back to that delegating and and being able to let go of some of the tasks that we're holding on to, delegating them to others who can then exercise their strengths and passions to help you, you know, in your life and business. I mean, just for me, my, my experience myself in the delegation has been a huge one, just learning how to let go of some things. Give someone else, you know, as I said, let them have an opportunity to exercise their passion and interest and, you know, let something go so that you have more time to devote to the important tasks that only you can do. You know, only I can go out and and give a talk and be juggling. So it's important for me to be able to designate the time that I need to generate content, to practice my speech and that sort of thing while delegating other tasks to other people. That's great. So we're going to make sure that Jen has a video uh, available on the resource page so that we can all see her juggling. It's phenomenal. So just to sum up this section, then, when you keep in mind the ball principles for establishing work-life balance, it gives you something to focus on to make sure that everything is operating as it should. And keeps moving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good checklist. Just it's something easy to remember. You can post it up, put it on a little post-it note, put it up on your bulletin board, and you can kind of check in and, and you know, see, am I doing these things? 
It sounds good. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Jen Slaw, Executive Director for Juggling Life and Professional Speaker, about actionable steps you can take to get on the ball with establishing work-life balance. Stay with us. Is listening to Growth Igniter's radio giving you new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas you can use to take your company to its next level of success? If so, imagine how much more you and your company could get from a highly customized in-person Growth Igniter's event as part of your next company offsite. Go to growthignitersradio.com, click contact us at the bottom of the page, and we'll get back to you to discuss how we might best help you achieve your most important goals. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, we've been talking with Jen Slaw, Executive Director of the nonprofit organization Juggling Life Incorporated. She's a professional juggler and a speaker. Jen Slaw speaks, and she speaks on establishing work-life balance. Jen, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. They can visit my website at jenslawspeaks.com or email me at jen at jenslawspeaks.com. Great. So now we're in the third segment. We like to get down to specifics, some immediate things as soon as people are done listening that they can do to increase their work-life balance in this case. I know we've talked about the ball principles, the formula, but what is one thing that people could do? Well, first thing I should say that people can do to put this into action for themselves. One thing that I think is extremely important is just to find some time in our day to refresh, re-energize, take a moment for ourselves. Because this is something that as busy professionals, we often forget. And even if it's just five or 10 minutes, it can really be important to give us that time to tap into our own passions, to tap into our purpose, why we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, again, really tap into that creativity so that moving forward throughout our day, we can put those strategies into place. So whether it's, you know, a a little meditation in the morning, whether it's some exercise, um, something, just some time for yourself and, you know, not jumping right on the computer to check email first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. but making it time to, you know, to really look at what is your priority for the day, not necessarily other people's priority or agenda for the day. But here you're talking about more tuning in instead of tuning mm-hmm. out. We're, we're doing exactly. something to tune into our inner rhythm. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I like to actually, I, I actually like to juggle in the morning. I juggle three balls and actually close my eyes. And, you know, I do it over the bed because it you will drop when you're closing your eyes. But it's sort of a, a very meditative practice. You know, juggling can be very meditative because it's repetitive. And you can just sort of get into the zone. You may not be thinking about anything necessarily in particular, but it just sort of it gives you that moment to, uh, for yourself to, as you said, tune in, re-energize and, and refresh. I'm... I'm a struggling amateur juggler myself, and (laughs) I drop the balls all the time. And, you know, whether we're juggling real objects or pieces of our lives, habits, habits can get Mm -hmm. in the way of keeping everything in the air. So how Mm -hmm. do we break old habits to get better results? It really comes down to constant practice. (laughs) And, And, you know, with juggling, it's, you know, 
it helps, again, to have an outside eye sometimes. So this is where I think uh, another really important action step that your listeners can take is to, Mm -hmm. you know, find that mentor or coach, you know, talk to someone who a colleague, um, reach out to someone and, you know, just have a conversation with them about uh, being an advisor, being a coach. Um, because sometimes that outside eye can, you know, see things that you're not necessarily seeing in juggling. Sometimes this is through, happens through video. So if I videotape myself, I can see, oh, my left hand is throwing a lot higher than my right hand, uh-huh. something that I didn't realize, you know, until I looked at it on video or until a coach looked at it and, and tells me. So really important to get that feedback. And then it just comes down to making the adjustments and really consistently practicing. And, you know, it's, it's not something that you put in place and then it, it just kind of happens and you move forward and you don't have to work anymore because it's really about that consistent practice that's ultimately mm-hmm. going to lead to results. So we're tuning in to ourselves. We're getting practice. We're getting feedback mm-hmm. from ourselves. What else could we do to put these principles into real live action? I think another really important thing that we touched on is just schedule and prioritizing. Um, One thing that I find helps me is kind of breaking it down. And here's where the math uh, engineer comes comes out in me, but looking at percentages. So, you know, okay, I have a lot of things to do today. I need to generate content for my blog. I need to put a proposal together. I need to respond to email. I need to keep up with social media. You know, on a scale of percentages, how important are each of those things? So kind of making an actual list and, and really designating what are the most important things that I need to spend time on. And then looking at your day, how many hours do you have in the day when you can be working on these tasks and breaking it down. So if it's 30% of my time I want to be spending on this, how many minutes is that? And really trying to stick to a consistent schedule. And of course, this is easier said than done. But if sure. you can kind of outline it and for yourself and really get something down on paper, I I found that's extremely helpful. It's accepting the idea that we don't live in these compartmentalized types of areas, like this is all work, and this is the only kind of work I'm going to do right now. And Mm -hmm. everything has to be to some extent integrated between our lives and even within our workday to say that there are different things that we're going to do. And move back and forth. Move with back exactly. And forth. It's integrated. And it's also about sometimes it's about compromise. So sometimes some days you have to spend more time on one thing and another task may get compromised a little bit. And hopefully over you know the course of the week or the month, it evens out. There's a great quote from uh, Oprah Winfrey. You can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. I think uh-huh. that kind of sums it That's up, sums one. up the constant struggle. <laughs> That's true. So if we were to try to get ourselves more balanced, and we did all of these things, how long should we give ourselves before we can really start seeing some real results with habits being what they are? How patient do we have to be? Hard to say. <laughs> I get this question a lot when when teaching juggling, you know, uh, workshop participants ask me, well, how long, you know, does it t- will it take for me to learn this? And The truth is it really differs for everyone. It's such an individual thing. When learning juggling, actual juggling, it really depends on, um, you know, your innate hand-eye coordination, how much time you're willing to put into practice, how how um, able you are to really focus and concentrate on what you're doing, uh, tuning, you know, tuning out the other distractions around you. And I think the same is true in life. You know, if you can really focus, set up a schedule for yourself where you can consistently practice, you know, I think you'll start to see results, you know, you can start to see results in a few days. Um, but of course, it's more of a long-term life challenge to be consistently putting these these tips into practice. It's a discipline like every mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. So Jen, do you have any last thoughts for us on establishing work-life balance? 
I would say it's it's not easy, but it's worth doing. You know, as we talked about in the beginning, you know, when we feel more balanced, we can, you know, we can be open to new ideas. We can start to redefine what's possible for ourselves, um, for our families, and for the organizations we work with. As we talked about, stress can really affect our lives and it can affect our productivity, our performance. We end up being more forgetful, less organized, and, you know, have difficulty making decisions and concentrating. So, so important to embrace the challenge and, you know, really try to find balance in your life. Jen, thank you so much for being our guest today. If you out there have any questions related to today's episode or any episode, go to open a conversation with us at the bottom of the episode page. To find out who our guest will be next Wednesday, go to growthignitersradio.com and look in the sidebar for a schedule of upcoming episodes over the next few weeks. Thanks for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, especially do this. Check out the links to the video of Jen's Law juggling. They're really worth it. You can also share on social media, open a conversation with us. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 19. Until next time, this is Pam Harper. And Scott Harp. Wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question. What do I have to start doing differently to create more balance and meaning in all the parts of my life? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.